Welcome to The Clarity Call, a podcast which provides encouragement and guidance for parents overwhelmed with the responsibilities of raising a child with special needs or has a medically complex diagnosis. Gain an enlightening perspective that helps dispel feelings of fear, uncertainty, or exhaustion as you venture into a life of peace, joy, and clarity. You're now on The Clarity Call with Alicia and Kimberly. Welcome to the Clarity Call, everyone. We're back for another week. I'm Kimberly. And I'm Alicia. And we are so excited for our topic today. We uh, have been thinking about some ideas that we wanted to share with you. So before we jump in, we'll remind you who we are and what we're doing. So we are sisters, and between us, we have 16 children. Six have a medically complex diagnosis or are considered special needs. So... We kind of are passionate, super passionate. I guess that's not kind of, you don't, you're not kind of passionate no, you're about all something. In. Yeah. We're super duper passionate <laughs> <laughs> about helping this community of special needs families find the tools to get through each day and not just survive, but thrive and find joy and happiness and peace and clarity in the journey. So we are going to start off today with Alicia giving us our reality check. This is awesome. So um, I was teaching my morning class the other day, and leading into it, I asked the kids, um, I need you to take 30 seconds and write down words as fast as you can that describe you. I set my timer. And said, you know, go. 30 seconds. Wow. It went so fast. And the kids are like, wait, that's not enough time. I only have like three. No. Okay. Okay. I'm going to give you 30 more seconds. Write down, you know, things that just words to describe you. And take it serious this time. Ready? Go. 30 seconds more. So I literally gave them a minute. And at the end of the minute, uh, they some of them had like three words. Some of them had like 20 words. I don't know. But um, somebody yelled out, I have three words. And I said, well, then those are going to be your three. Because the next step to this question was, I need you to circle the words that describe you best of this list. Okay, so um, they, you know, looked at it for a minute and circled the three biggest, you know, things that thought they described them the best. Well, you know, we have athletes and musicians and um, scholars. I mean, we, no, I say scholars, but the kids that are super scholarly right. are in programs that are helping smarty them. Kids. Yeah, super smarty kids. And so, and we have homeschool kids and we have like, we have all the gamut, everything. And so their lists obviously were going to be completely different, but, um, anyway, bringing it back to the lesson that day, we were talking about first and foremost about understanding who they really are. Mm-hmm. Which, as we got talking about this topic today, that's what made me think about this story. Because whatever those words are that you end up circling, those three biggest things, how do those characteristics influence how you spend your day? Mm, Yeah. And so I asked them that. And then, you know, we came back to the fact that ultimately, because this was a religious class, a religion class, we talk about how they are sons and daughters of God and how that hopefully is their biggest characteristic. And if it wasn't, they needed to write that down and circle that one because our goal, of course, is to show up being our very best every day. But as we talk about this topic today, 
we really need to focus on the fact that these characteristics are things we're doing, right? They're things that we typically are doing. They describe us in a doing way. Now, not some. Some are other like kind or compassionate or things that describe people. But a lot of them are, you know, athletes or I'm athletic or I'm this or I'm that. So <clears throat> those things described what they were doing in the day. Right. But instead, we need to remember that, in fact, we are human beings. Yes. Spiritual in nature and just being, being present, being in the now, being in the moment. And how do we show up every day when we are being rather than doing? Yeah. I had this gigantic light bulb moment as I was actually listening to someone else be coached. And the coach said, because this woman had very obviously tied her worth, was tying her worth to how much she was accomplishing in a day. And this coach said to her, but you are a human being, not a human doing. And that just like punched me right in the gut because we do have a tendency to tie our worth to what we do instead of who we are. We want to achieve, but it comes at a cost, especially if we're using quote unquote, trying to prove something as the fuel that we're, you know, that is driving us in our daily actions and, and so forth. Um, but what's really fascinating is when we achieve whatever we thought would make us feel, whatever it was we were trying to feel, you might experience it for a short time, but then your brain's like, okay, next. Yeah. And I think that's what these kids, I was trying to get across to the kids. It's like, okay, take for instance, one of them, you know, he's an athlete. He plays varsity sports or, you know, JV sports, whatever. And it was like, oh, that's what I do. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so once that's done, what do you do next? Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're just going from thing to thing of what you're doing. Right. Yeah. So that makes me think, like, when I start, when we started this podcast, we got our first episode up and going. And I was like, okay, great. Next. You know? And then I started my coaching practice and I got my first client. I was like, okay, super. Now I need to do more. You know, like... How often are we slowing down once we achieve something and really like relishing in it and being like, I achieved that. Look at me go. Because when, see, when you don't understand your worth in life, you actually buffer away from feeling positive emotion because you don't think you deserve to feel good. Mm. Isn't that interesting? Like you think about, you, you feel like if you're busy that you're achieving something, right? We've talked about busyness as a buffer. Mm-hmm. Huge, huge thing for women and especially women in, in our uh, religious culture. Um, so it's, it's really fascinating when you slow down and become the observer, not only of other people, like it's, it's really easy to kind of see other people hustling for their worth. But when, when you stop and slow down, you really can find it in yourself. Right. Well, and I think, too, it comes a lot to our ideas of how we judge people, which is where judgment gets so um, dangerous because mm-hmm. we start in the comparison, in the yes. judge. Oh, well, look how busy this person's doing. Oh, right. just you talking about those first four things made me tired in the day. I couldn't even accomplish one of those things. Like, comparison is the thief of joy. Right. We say that so much. And when when we are doing these types of things, understanding that... You know, if we're on the checklist or whatever, oh, I accomplished, therefore I'm like, 
valuable and I'm super mom and I'm great. Right, There's right. my worth, you know, yes. when in reality, and I just went through this just, you know, in the last few weeks, my, um, my husband got, a a job that he's doing while he's waiting for something else to come through, which takes him out of the home for eight to 10 hours a day, sometimes up to 12 or 16 hours because mm -hmm. he's doing kind of another little side gig too. And I'm telling you that process sent me into a whole funk because I'm so, I was so much on the, what I'm doing every day for the family, for him, because he's watching me because he's, you know, um, maybe evaluating what I'm doing in the home all day long, you know, so you're or, tying your performance as a wife to your worth. Right. And yeah. so I'm like, Oh, okay. So he steps out of the home and mind you, you know, we've been together almost 10 years now and he's always worked from home, mm -hmm. um, in and out. I mean, you know, doing games and stuff, but he's mostly been home and especially the last two and a half years. Right. Since you moved to Texas. And it, it is stifling when you realize that, especially because I'm, you know, known to be, um, a fixer, people pleaser, enabler, all the labels that I've had on myself for so long. But now that I have come through this journey and becoming much more clear in my mind, I had to really rethink what I am as a human being and not so much as a human doing. Right. Because I know coming through bearing children, you know, having eight children, nursing eight, all the children, you know, all the yeah. things you are, you are, uh, you are a doing. Well, you tie you your know? identity to that as well. You think that that is you as a human being. Right. And so then you go from that to just going from game to game or this or that or school and all the things that you are so busy doing mm -hmm. that you forget. Yeah. And it wasn't until I had nobody in this house, nobody critiquing me, nobody's eyes on me that I was like, oh, there you are. <laughs> oh. oh. Now wow. what are you going to do? Yeah. Like inside you know it takes me back to that the movie hook when peter you know he got so involved in the doing of his life yeah you know the, the actual movie hook right and you know he's just and he gets grumpy and he's this and that and he's so busy doing his job and things he's doing and it's not until tinkerbell looks at him and she squishes his face around she's like there you are, Peter. I think it was a lost boy, but I know that Oh, moment. you're right. You're yeah, right. You're it was, right. It was the cute little lost boy that squishes his face all around. And like, there, there you, you are, are Peter. Peter. You know, and we need to have those moments in life to remember you're a human being and there you are. Yeah. You're in there. Yeah. And that value is endless. Absolutely. Yeah. I have to try really hard to help my clients understand that your worth doesn't increase or diminish in life, that you're just as worthy. Your worth is just as much as it was the day you were born. And so that's something that we work a lot on. But what it took me to in my mind and in my like personal experience, and then of course working with families with you know kids that have special needs, or even adults that are caring for a adult for their parents with special needs, you know, um, we watch like for me specifically, I watch my kids suffer. And I think that, you know, that means I should suffer too. Like if I experience joy and excitement and if I just feel good, it somehow diminishes the pain and challenges of what they are going through and what they're experiencing each day. But like we've talked about, they can feel our energy. So doesn't it make sense that we better our lives and honor them more by magnifying the positive in our lives, which then pours out of us into as positive energy for them. 
It's better for everyone if we work on experiencing the good of being present in our lives instead of just doing and doing and doing and trying to feel a certain way that we can just go ahead and create with our thoughts right now if we choose to slow down. A great example of this is um, I had Jocelyn at the doctor yesterday at neurology and the neurologist said, hey, can I get some blood from her today? And I was like, okay, yeah. But I always kind of cringe a little inside because it's challenging. And so we go this, uh, is it a phlebotomist that Mm -hmm. does the blood? Mm -hmm. Comes and gets us. And we go to the lab. And this woman, can I just tell you, had the most calming, positive energy and presence. The way she spoke, the way she moved, everything about her was like, I was just like, oh my gosh. Hmm. She, it was like tangible and it was the easiest blood drive ever done with Jocelyn. And it was just, I, it was so fascinating to me to watch this energy transfer to my child who can't speak, was probably feeling scared. She's been in labs. She knows what's about to happen. And, you know, but she can't express herself. And, but this, this lady was just And I even told her, I was like, I am thoroughly impressed. And you should know that this is the perfect job for you because you have the perfect energy for sticking kids with needles. (laughs) Yeah. And that energy is so real. Because as I think about, you know, things that we're going through in our, you know, in our home life and transition phases or when teenagers are having a hard time, when we come at them with the reaction that mirrors what they're acting like, it just escalates. Mm -hmm. But when we choose to bring that energy, um, as a human being Mm -hmm. without reacting in the doing right and show up with that energy, it, uh, it really does change the situation for sure. And, and not always, you know, I had the, I had the opposite happen actually just yesterday where I had one of those days where I was like doing my things, being, present, experiencing all the day in my quietness. I don't even think I turned music on. It was just amazing. And I had happy, positive energy all day long, just being by myself. This Mm -hmm. doesn't happen. And you know how many years ago I was completely uncomfortable in my own skin being alone. Right. So it's a big thing for me. And as I was having that experience, then, you know, somebody comes home from, you know, school or work or whatever. And man, it changes the energy so quickly if they have a negative, you know, frustrated aura or, you know, they're angry yeah. about something and they don't like how things are going. And it's like, oh, yeah. you want to just send them right back out the door and be yeah. like, hey, don't yeah. disrupt my great because space. Because it takes a lot of work to stay in a good mindset, to stay in that positive energy when someone with, you know, the opposite is in the same space. It right. really, it is challenging. But coming back to compassion and, and just trying to be like, okay, you know, we can get through this because as humans, we can do really hard things. Right. And even though it's challenging, um, just really, it just takes so much, <laughs> it takes so much work and yet it is so worth the work because so rewarding. the peace that comes with being a being and mm-hmm. not always in the doing is just magical. Absolutely. So let's move into some of these positive um, emotions that we want to experience more fully um, in creating the remembrance of being instead of doing, right? So 
take pride, for example. This is a big one when it comes to doing versus being. Um, when you accomplish something, do you really take the time to magnify the feeling of pride? Like when I said, okay, I la we launched that first podcast. I can't remember reveling in the pride of that accomplishment. Or like getting my first client, I immediately went to, oh my, okay, it's possible. Here we go. Let's get more. Or this is where we went wrong. This is what we need to do next time. Right. Yeah. It's, can you really just get still and enjoy an accomplishment? It's uncomfortable for so many of us to feel proud. I feel like there's kind of a negative connotation in pride, right? Like don't be prideful. Right. Well, yeah, don't be cocky. That's different than I am really proud of myself and, and in a positive way, growing that relationship with yourself. I was just going to say, it's interesting as you said that I, I went back to my getting my associate's degree in December. Yes. And thinking that had I not um, celebrated myself for a few minutes, uh, no one else was doing it. Mm. You know, yeah, which is fine, but it, it's hard to not be like, oh, because it took me, you know, 35 years to do it. Right. That's not normal. Well, <laughs> okay, normal, thought, but, but yeah, but it's just like typically, you know, you're young, you go to school, you get your social. That's easy. It's fine. You know, not easy, but it's just what you do. But for me, it's been like this grueling long, but I did it. And right. I don't think I sat in near enough like good for you. Like that felt so great. I mean, I know I did inside. Right. I know I was really proud and I wanted to continue on. But again, I went to the next. Well, I really wanted to go to the next phase and get my RN. And then I was disappointed because I couldn't do it immediately. But I went straight to next. And instead I'm like, no, nope, I got to pull back and be like, hey, I got this done. I'm yeah. really grateful that I got this accomplished. For sure. And stay in that celebratory moment. Yeah. Well, and gratitude, like we've talked about so much, is another great one to spend time in. And really magnifying it. So how do you do that? How do you really get back to being instead of doing? It is by magnifying these positive emotions that we experience in our lives. And just like I teach with my clients as far as processing emotion, you have to get out of your head and into your body. So what we do is we try to think our way through experiencing the emotion. You know, we think about how it's feeling or we, we stay in our head and allow thoughts to be what we're experiencing. But how does it feel in your body to live as the highest version of ourselves? We need to be willing to process positive emotion the same way we do negative emotion. We have to slow down, check in, really choose on purpose to experience the good. And when you learn this work... You're willing to go all in and do the work to process negative emotion because then you can discover how to feel better, which seems like a really great result to work for, right? But what if we're trying to feel, trying to feel is good or better? That didn't come out right. Okay. But what if <laughs> what we're trying to feel is good or better? Doesn't it make sense to spend more time magnifying positive emotions I was just gonna say even better yeah I was gonna say why is it that human nature is that the negative ones are louder and bigger and harder yeah. you know they yeah. naturally if you think about it yeah you can pull out you know 10 negative emotions to your one or you know I right. feel like that I really do Absolutely. feel like that is even if life is 50 50 somehow those 
those negative ones are so much louder in my head. They are. Than the positive ones. But I have been working much harder on myself and on helping the kids see like, but there were positives. There were good things. Like we had good memories. There were lots of good. And I Uh had that discussion with one of my kids the other day that, that gosh, did I make it? Not me. They asked, did I make it bigger, bad than it was? Bigger, bad. Yeah. I love that. Did I make it bigger, bad? <laughs> and I'm bad? like, no, I just think that at whatever phase we're at, it feels that way, but we can tell a different story. Right. Like we know. Yes. So what we have to do is expand because like we hear this great saying, what you resist persists. Okay. So you have to be willing to swing on the pendulum of emotions. Negative emotion feels so much bigger because we resist it. And we spend so much more time focused on it, trying to remove it. Hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So we're resisting it. We're focused on it. We're trying to change it. And we need to expand that. What if we spent as much time focused on and inviting positive emotion, expanding positive emotion, making it even bigger than it is. I go back to that moment in the car that I shared when I was driving home from the hospital the day Caden had his procedure. And my gratitude was, it came on and it was so big, but I even magnified it from that point to the point of like tears. It was just like bursting out of my body, like sunshine beaming from my fingers and, you know, burning from the inside out, but one of those really good glowing burns. Like that's what I'm talking about when I say get into your body, go in there and describe what's happening and make it bigger because that moment is so seared in my mind now that I can go to it and refeel the gratitude I felt in that moment now because I made that moment even bigger than it was. Mm. I magnified that gratitude. So that's what I'm talking about is find those moments that you can make even bigger and it imprints in your brain so that you can access that emotion again when you want to feel better, when you want to feel good, you know? Um, So coming back to that idea of, you know, expansion, it when we are willing to swing on that pendulum, like I started to, to talk about, um, the balance of the law of 50, 50 will feel so much more realistic, right? You'll find that you get this bonus of the negative emotion won't feel so big and overwhelming because you'll be experiencing more balance in your life. It'll feel more normal. If you're making the positive stuff bigger, the negative stuff won't feel quite so big. It'll be more balanced. Mm. Right. You have to be willing to swing on that pendulum and and experience all of it, like be all in for the journey. Right. So um, just some final thoughts, ways to find ways to celebrate yourself. Right. Discover how to feel positive emotions on purpose and bigger. I love this thought. Stop performing and start validating yourself. You know, back to what Alicia was saying. She was on a stage all day. She was performing for, you know, well, my husband's probably watching. I even heard a gal this morning talk about that, you know, she um, doesn't feel comfortable kneeling down to say her prayers because she's worried that her husband might see her and think that she's trying to be like, holier than that. Yeah, (laughs) super righteous or whatever, you know, like look at the ways in your life that you're performing, that you're doing 
and come back to validating yourself as a human being 100% worthy just because you exist. Right. Yeah, so. it definitely brings so much more peace and and just calmness to know that like everything I'm doing has a purpose and right. and I can enjoy it. And yes. if I make mistakes, I'm going to enjoy those too and learn from them and move on, you know, and yes. uh, not worry about what people think or what they say and just show up for you. Show Absolutely. up for you as a human being. For sure. So as we, uh, as we end here, remember that the quality of your life depends on these thoughts of being a human being. So yeah. It, uh, it's very powerful for the sure. Mantra is very powerful. So we also will go ahead and end with a, would you rather? Okay. What okay. is it today? Today is a uh, kind of personal because my Great. computer doesn't have a touch screen, but I tried to touch it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I tried to like move a bar. Like it was a touch screen, but it says, would you rather never be able to use a touch screen or never be able to use a keyboard and mouse? <laughs> oh, easy for me. Never be able to use a touchscreen. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I'm, like, all about the keyboard. I, can I know, keyboard but our phones are touchscreens. Well, give me a keyboard to it, and I'll do it. Oh, I'm for sure doing touchscreen, especially since I, like, reached out to my non-touch touchscreen touch to touch it. <laughs> I know. I have a daughter that definitely loves the touchscreen. She was all about that. And <clears throat> my new computer is a touchscreen, and it is weird for me. It's just like, oh, wait, how... Uh, you know, and you bump it wrong and it turns off or does something yeah. weird. And Isn't it funny? Like, that's just another example of our brains. They're all so different. We all have such different preferences. And it's just so fascinating to me to see on a regular basis how our brains are so different. And maybe I don't enjoy being touched. Maybe that's why. Oh, well, I it's don't. all about the touch. Well, I don't love being touched either. Like, yeah, people well. are like, get a massage. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> don't want a massage. <laughs> I just went there thinking if we're going to psych each other that may be why anyway that's funny nope i uh <clears throat> that's a good one yeah yeah so touch screen for me and a keyboard and mouse for you huh staying old school i like old school all right we hope you have a fantastic week everyone join us again next week You've been listening to The Clarity Call with Alicia and Kimberly. Find additional episodes of the program on any popular podcast app or search Apple iTunes. You may also subscribe to The Clarity Call to catch every episode. If you've enjoyed the content of this podcast, we invite you to share it and please leave a rating and review of our program. If you'd like to connect with Alicia and Kimberly on social media, you can find them on Instagram as The Clarity Call or on Facebook under Clarity Call. They can also be reached by email at theclaritycall at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and supporting our program. Mm-hmm.